Hello and welcome to Raw Fork Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Marina Buxov, or just Dr. Book for short. I'm a community pharmacist and an herbalist dedicated to serving my clients in the best way that I know how. I'm bringing you this podcast to share with you like-minded pharmacists and herbalists that want to work alongside each other and share similar visions for patient care. Please enjoy the show. Hi everyone and thank you as always for tuning in. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to check in and address the pressing issue on everyone's mind these days. COVID has swept in and ravaged us, completely changing the way our society functions as a whole. On an individual level, it affected each and every one of us to an extent. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me and I will try to address your questions either directly or with a blog post or Facebook Live. Consider checking out my resources and herbal tips I've put together on my website, rawfork.com. Sign up to my newsletter for even more support. We need each other more than ever during this time of unrest and social isolation. Okay, back to scheduled programming now. Please note that this episode was recorded before COVID hit us full force, which is why we don't address it at all in our conversation. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking to Lisa King, also known as the Fulfilled Pharmacist on social media. We spoke about a difficult topic that many women are embarrassed to speak about since it involves a dysfunctional bladder, which can be as painful as it is shameful. We deconstruct this topic and Lisa shares how she has healed her own bladder naturally and helps other women that suffer with the same symptoms. Lisa King is a wife, mother, and grandmother. She's been a pharmacist for almost 32 years. She's passionate about health and wellness, whether in the pharmacy or out, and can be found on social media as the fulfilled pharmacist. She teaches women with a painful bladder how to create an environment of healing in the body through diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes so they can lead the fulfilled life that they desire. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, good morning, Dr. Lisa King aka the fulfilled pharmacist thank you so much for being here in the show and welcome thank you thank you for having me but i will say i'm not i don't have a PharmD. i'm old school i have a bachelor of science in pharmacy so thank you for saying doctor but um i'm one of the old timers um seasoned pharmacist as you may say so um i have a bachelor of science got it okay so just lisa king then yes (laughs) just lisa king All right. So welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you. The Fulfilled Pharmacist. Um, First of all, can you just give us a little brief introduction and background about yourself? Uh, My name is Lisa King, as um, you mentioned, and I've been a pharmacist for 32 years now. So I always wanted to go into medicine, but my theory back when I was, you know, in my late teens, I didn't want to touch anybody. So I thought, well, (laughs) pharmacy is kind of the perfect way to go. So I um, became a pharmacist. I I always loved it. I have a Bachelor of Science. The PharmD was optional um, back when I was at the University of Arizona. And when I first started, barely anybody was getting a PharmD. But by the time I graduated, about half my class got their PharmD. 
Um, I did not because I was married to my high school sweetheart. I was already married for two years when I graduated. So um, I just wanted to get on with uh, working. I've always worked retail and just recently left the pharmacy. I'm just working PRN now and just concentrating on doing things online. So I'm super happy to be here. And I've, I've always just loved being a pharmacist. So thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, your journey is certainly super inspiring. You have a big social media following and you also have an area of expertise. So uh, why don't you also tell us a little bit about where you grew up? Um, you also kind of mentioned why you went into pharmacy, but, um, you know, where you lived and any moving around that happened. Um, I'm actually from New York. I'm from Staten oh. Island, New York. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I haven't been there in many years, but um, we moved to Arizona when I was 12. So back then, you know, Arizona was kind of uncharted territory. And my parents, um, my grandparents and some aunts and uncles had come out here on a trip. And my parents moved out here sight unseen. Um, they were just thinking they wanted a better place to raise their children that was warmer, where we could be outside. So I've, I've always loved it here, despite our dry heat. Um, so my grandmother, who um, I grew up with when I was in Staten Island, she just always loved her pharmacists too. So I always tell everybody that she wanted everybody to become pharmacists, but I was the only one who listened to her <laughs> and I'm glad that I did. Um, but I just um, met my husband when I was 16 um, and just always had like a passion for math, science, that type of thing. And, and pharmacy was just the perfect fit. Um, went down to the University of Arizona and then um, had my first son um, right after I graduated. So I, I started working, I only worked full time during my pregnancy and then went to um, working part time, started having children. Um, my kids are actually very spread in age. So they go from 30 and my oldest son just had um, his first child. So I'm a grandmother now. And my youngest is 16 and he's on spring break. So he's still sleeping. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've got uh, quite a wide range. And you said three kids or three boys. Yeah. And then I have a middle son in between who's also married. He's, he's, I have two older boys and then my younger son. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. And that was one of the reasons I decided to um, step out of the pharmacy. I had been a working mom for 29 years. So just juggling schedules, that type of thing. And um, I really just wanted to spend more time with my granddaughter. So I have her at least one day a week and I'm having a lot of fun with her, especially having a girl after having three boys. So it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I have a little boy myself. So. Oh, you do? Oh, how fun. Yeah, yeah. How old is he? He's two. He just turned two. Oh, wow. Yeah. Such a fun age. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit, you said you worked retail. Was it always one store or one chain or did you also move around there? Um, I've actually only worked for two different chains in my whole career, which is kind of unbelievable, really. Um, and the funny thing is, the first chain I worked out actually bought out the place I'm working now. So really, technically, <laughs> I've only worked at one spot. I did, um, when I had my youngest son, Danny, I did wind up taking four years off. It was somewhat unintentional, but my husband was traveling a lot at the time. And just having with teenagers who I needed to get to baseball, they were both baseball players, having a little one at home. It was just too much for me to work at the time. So I did take that four years off, but I've always worked retail. The funny thing about me being online as the fulfilled pharmacist is one of the questions I often get is, are you really a pharmacist? And I often think, 
Well, yes. I mean, it's not a very glamorous job. So I don't know if like anybody would say they were pharmacists if they really weren't. But they also think, oh, well, she must have a really glamorous type of pharmacy job if she is a pharmacist, you know, compounding or consulting or something like that. But I've, I've always worked retail. Um, I was actually just asked this question. I wanted to work retail um, because I just really love that connection with my patients. And so luckily the last um, 25 years has been in grocery retail in a slower, bit of a slower setting. So um, we're also a preceptor site there. And that was one of the comments that we always get from um, our students when they're filling out um, their review is that it's kind of like an old time pharmacy. We know every patient's name, we get to chat with our, our patients. So it's been a great way to practice pharmacy. That's really nice. Yeah, I can totally relate because I do the same thing, except I work in an independent. So it's oh, nice. Yeah, it's definitely slower paced and we know everybody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that, that is really wonderful. I'm, I'm just working as needed right now. I'm not even in the float pool, but they will call me if they need um, some help. And I may be working with an independent one day a week um, that's, uh, that I talk to. So, so that may be in my future coming up this summer. So yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. So what uh, gave you the idea to call yourself the fulfilled pharmacist? You know, what is that all about? And then how did you end up specializing in bladder health? Um, well, what happened with that, the funny thing is, I don't know, one day I just decided I was going to be on Instagram and um, talk about health and wellness because I just love sharing that whether I'm in the pharmacy or not. And I, I honestly didn't even know what Instagram was. I thought it was a filter that you put on your phone to make your pictures look pretty. So I don't even know what I was doing there, but that was about three years ago and I didn't have a name. And years and years ago, about 10 years before that, I thought, well, maybe I'll start a blog called The Fulfilled Pharmacist. And I had registered the name, but never did anything with it. And so really now what I say is I'm all about disease prevention. So for me, it's not about living just a long life. It's about living a long and fulfilled life. So that's kind of where The Fulfilled Pharmacist um, comes in. And um, I guess it's been three years now. My sister and I wrote a book together. It's called Tiny Life Changes. Um, it's about achieving your goals and dreams one step and one day at a time. And uh, from that, we just wanted to really put pen to paper to share some difficult times that we both had gone through. Uh, my sister's a uh, breast cancer survivor, and she had her double mastectomy when she was 35. I had gone through the downturn of um, 2008 and just really delved into self-development development through that, um, through that time. And those were uh, difficult times for both of us at about the same time. So we just really wanted to share about that through the book. Mm -hmm. And from that, I wound up going on a lot of different podcasts talking about the book. But during that time, someone had found out I had shared maybe once that I was diagnosed with interstitial cystitis um, when I was 28. And so from there, I was able to create an environment of healing in my body to um, help my body heal, to, to not have that bladder pain anymore. And so even at the pharmacy, when someone had um, overactive bladder or recurrent UTIs, interstitial cystitis, I was kind of always the go-to, like, you know, Lisa, this, can you help this lady? Or even if it was my day off, they'd say, you know, someone just came in, they'd leave me a note, can you get back to her? So it was kind of always my specialty. And when I started sharing more and more about this on podcasts, at first I was like, 
oh gosh, why do I even need to talk about this? It's in my past. It was such a painful time. I just wanted it to be gone. But I started getting more and more questions online from women, a lot actually who had recurrent UTIs or overactive bladder, some interstitial cystitis. And I started just talking to them. And I talked to a friend who was a business coach. And she's like, I think you really need to put something together to um, kind of help these ladies and teach them what you did yourself to heal your own body um, through diet, mindset, lifestyle changes. And so that's where my um, course for ditchbladderpain.com came in. So, and I've been doing that not quite a year yet. So, um, so that's um, been a really wonderful journey for me too, being able to share this information with women. Wow. Yeah, that's brilliant. Just turning your lemons into lemonade, so to speak. Yes. And, and I did, um, when I wrote the book with my sister, my sister is a life coach. I did get my life coaching certification. So um, what makes me a little bit different when I talk to these ladies is since I'm a life coach as well, I, it's really just all about moving forward in their healing journey. Just what can we do to keep moving forward and not going backwards into that pain and frustration and just keep moving forward. Because when I was diagnosed, I think it was both a blessing and a curse, but um, there was no internet. So I didn't have any access to a lot of information, but because of that also, I didn't have access to so many women sharing their stories saying, you know, I've been in pain for 20 years. Um, I've, I've never gotten better or someone's newly diagnosed and they go into um, a group where all these women are sharing about their pain and they become very frustrated and scared. Like, Oh, is this going to be me in 20 years? Is this going to be me? So what I'm trying to, to do my hope really is to give hope to these women that you can heal. And in the IC community, um, there's myself and several other people who have been able to um, create this environment of healing and move forward. And so we're all kind of work together in um, sharing our stories and, and just kind of being a positive voice for IC that you can really go on to start feeling better and, and heal your bladder. Yeah, that's a really important um place to hold for people to be able to support and understand what they're going through because you've gone through it. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, really Western allopathic medicine doesn't really offer a lot of solutions in this particular area. So what does your course look like? If you can give us a little hint and what kind of things are the major things that you would, um, suggest? Like, is it lifestyle, diet? Is it supplements? Is it exercise? Is it herbs? Like, what it, What was your combination that led to healing for you? Well, for me in particular, um, you know, this was back in the day. So I, I didn't do a lot of research on herbs, different things, but there are different supplements that I do recommend to women that can be very helpful in soothing the bladder. Basically, my course is um, three different levels of um, beginning intermediate and advanced um, dietary lifestyle and mindset changes. So um, the IC diet, the interstitial cystitis diet is really the mainstay of um, getting started on bladder healing. So I help people with that. Um, a lot of women that I talk to, even though they've had interstitial cystitis for years, they may not really have a clear understanding of the diet. And even some ladies I've talked to We'll talk to someone who um, maybe is very knowledgeable about supplements and, and advise them on a lot of supplements, but they're not good supplements for women who have IC. So we'll kind of look at that type of thing, clear up you know, some of the supplements that they're on if, if, uh, if I'm working with someone. But then I'm really also about like affirmations, mindset, 
for me, um, I was on the interstitial cystitis diet, used, taking medication. I was even having bladder installations. And I did have um, several, like two really bad flares. And during my second flare, I was thinking, you know, something just has to change. I, I had a very, very severe case of IC. That's the other thing people may not realize since I'm better now, they may think, well, her case probably wasn't that bad. It was very, it was very severe. I, I was urinating every 15 minutes. I was in horrific pain. It felt like there was a knife inside of me. I was raising two toddlers at the time, still working, believe it or not, through this. Luckily, I had a very um, understanding staff. So I'd be running back and forth to the bathroom all day. There's not a lot of counseling back then, luckily. Um, but really, what was the icing on the cake for me and my healing is when I went to a healer. Um, so this, my mom, we were kind of just grasping at straws, had met this woman who said that um, she would help me with healing. And really what it was, was just a healing meditation where I visualized myself inhaling a light and then letting it swirl in my bladder, picturing my bladder healing, and then just breathing out. And I did this every single day. And um, right before I picked my kids up from school, I would spend at least a half hour and sometimes I would even fall asleep, but I just feel like that's what my body needed. Mm. And really that's what I try to share with women that with a busy lifestyle, um, you know, myself as a pharmacist, type A personality, raising children, I wasn't allowing myself that time to heal. And so really from the healing meditation, I just feel like that is what really took me to the place where I am now. That was like the icing on the cake, I always say. So that's what I tried to share with women to allow themselves that mindset, that uh, mindfulness um, and belief in healing as well as everything else that they're doing as well. Wow, yeah, that's really powerful. And um, can you just share a little bit about what the icy diet looks like? Because I have personally not even heard of that. Oh, it's, it's pretty restrict restrictive. Um, and so that's another thing. It, it comes with a lot of frustration because a lot of women don't know what to eat. And this was my, my case as well. So the interstitial cystitis diet is somewhat um, very complex. And you can find the foods to avoid in my free gift on my um, website, ditchbladderpain.com. But um, basically no acidic foods, no spicy foods, no caffeine, no chocolate, no alcohol, no fermented foods, no carbonation. So... Um, even though you could have, you know, a, a you know, piece of fish and broccoli or something like that, a lot of women are just so afraid to eat anything that they don't, they really restrict what they eat. And so for me, that looked like just having bread and water. So, and I'll talk to other women who say, well, I'm only eating really rice and water, you know, um, because you're just so afraid to eat anything. And, but what happened when I started having the bread and water was, first of all, there's no nutritional value. So, I'm completely exhausted. Um, I'm not, you know, building up my body to heal. It's completely inflammatory. So we'll talk about things like that as well. You know, what they should be eating, kind of getting over that fear of, of what they can eat. But it is tricky. I mean, there's just so many little nuances and facets to it. Like um, for me, um, Chinese food was just would put me over the edge because the um, sodium in there, it was like putting salt on a wound. And so even for some women... Um, you know, having chicken, which may be, you know, basted in like salts, like when they preserve it, um, you know, that can really cause like bladder irritation. So a lot of women find like a plant-based diet really helps. 
but you know, just learning your trigger foods, some foods, um, trigger some women, some don't. So you kind of have to just listen to your own body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That reminds me of the foods that irritate the lower esophageal sphincter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also sugars, I would imagine. Yes. Sugar as that's another, um, sugar and artificial sweeteners, but yeah, sugar is um, very irritating. I have talked to uh, one lady who, you know, was following some of my suggestions and she's like, it actually helped my um, irritable bowel. So yeah, it's, it's just more of a healing diet um, to just kind of eliminate a lot of inflammatory foods. But from there in my course, we'll also go past the icy diet, talking more about reducing those inflammatory foods, eating foods that are better um, for nutritional value that type of thing, um, moving past that. Because, you know, sometimes foods that are not on the IC diet, like bread and rice and things like that, they'll say, okay, you can have these, but that's not really always the best thing for healing your body. Yeah. And also when you said bread and water, I also pictured like constipation issues. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Things are definitely not moving, you know, and, um, and, uh, you know, I see it's now thought to be autoimmune. So there's a lot of other things that go along with it. A lot of the ladies I talk to will also have Hashimoto's or fibromyalgia or something like that. So it's just really, for me, about creating an entire um, body wellness, you know, as opposed to just concentrating just on the bladder. So so it's it's really helpful to have a supportive partner, which I try to be along the way. And a lot of women also say, you know, even though they may have a fantastic doctor or pelvic floor physical therapist, just talking to someone who's actually been through it and knows the pain that they're going through is is very helpful as well. Yeah. And has been able to come through the other side and heal your own self. Yes, exactly. But I do talk also a lot about um, just because of the questions that I get, like how to prevent um, UTIs. Um, naturally overactive bladder because a lot of the same foods on the interstitial cystitis diet also are come into play if you have overactive bladder. So, um, so kind of bladder health in general is what I talk about on my social media, as well as disease prevention, happiness, mindset tips, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And UTIs, uh, I've also definitely come into contact with that being very emotion and uh, mental based manifestations mm-hmm. too it's not only about like the physical bacteria that gets into the u- urinary tract it could also be a person's uh, relationship and mindful status of um, their genital organs usually or mm-hmm. some kind of um, sexual um, thoughts that they have or thoughts around sex, I should say, because a lot of it, the UTIs can be triggered by sexual intercourse because of the physical act, but also because of the mental and emotional ties. Yes. As a matter of fact, um, last summer I was on um, this Yoni Power Summit. So it was a whole week of um, women talking about Yoni health or feminine health. And so I was actually, uh, what I talk about um, as a life coach was um, goal setting for healing. So so that was what my specialty was for the week. But yeah, it, it's definitely a whole um, variety of issues that can come into play. Mm-hmm. And when you mentioned like those inflammatory triggers in the diet and the IC diet, and the fact that it might also be autoimmune in pathophysiology, um, that just made me think of how almost all of our manifestations of disease have to do with some kind of inflammatory reaction in one way or another. And they're just 
kind of weak points in a person's uh, individual physiology that will make mm-hmm. it manifest in one way or another, whether it's one autoimmune disease or another, or cancer or you know pain. A lot of it has to do with inflammation, which can be mediated by food and lifestyle. Absolutely. And, and another thing I share a lot about is reducing toxins. That's like a big thing for me. That's a really big non-negotiable in my health. My mom is a two-time um, breast cancer survivor. My sister's had breast cancer. Um, we don't have the BRCA1 gene or anything like that. But for me, um, oh gosh, it's been quite a while that I just stopped um, using toxins in my skincare, my makeup. From there, it went to like reducing toxins in my home. So it's, that's kind of a big thing for me as well. And I've talked to women who even say, oh my gosh, I've had like a bladder trigger after baths at night because like there's so much fragrance and um, chemicals in their, you know, what they're using to bathe. So, th- so that's another thing to really be mindful of as well um, when dealing with bladder pain because basically the bladder is like a holding tank for um, urination. So when you're detoxifying, all the um, toxins that you're taking in go right through that bladder. So if it's already irritated, it can become even more irritated by um, the toxins that you're absorbing through your skin. A lot of them can't be um, avoided, like especially, you know, the air that you breathe or sometimes the food that you eat, but, you know, you can control what you put on your body. So that's one other thing that I talk about a lot as well. Yeah, that's a really good point that Mm -hmm. people think that the skin is a good barrier, but it actually does let in a lot more than we think when we apply all these products. I know. When you really think about it, it's the largest organ. And and when you think like even of like a bivalve dot, it's just this tiniest little patch that you're putting on to absorb estrogen. And, you know, think about when you're putting cream over your entire body, it's definitely being absorbed. Right. And what we learned in pharmacy school, it's one of the areas uh, that a drug can penetrate, which is why, like you mentioned, a lot of the patches with medicine is used because Mm -hmm. some of the lipophilic things definitely penetrate that barrier. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about the course. Is it mostly one-on-one sessions with you or is it self-education and self-paced modules and then some sessions with you? Um, it's, it's self-paced and, and some women, you know, purchase the course and I reach out to them and they wanted to just do it on their own. Um, a lot of ladies I continue to work with and I'll, I'll tell them, you know, I'll work with you until, um, your bladder heals. I have a lot of, um, podcasts coming up in April. So I am going to be adjusting the price of the course as well. And I am always free for a, a 20 minute consultation. So I talk to a lot of women just to, um, kind of, talk to each other and see where they're at, where they're, if they're ready to delve into something like this. I've, I've talked to women in the past who say, you know, I, I'm really good with the um, diet and um, some of the lifestyle changes, but they feel that they're kind of held back with some of the mindset. So that's where we work together. And we'll just basically talk. I mean, a lot of times when I talk with my clients, they really know what to do with, you know, the diet, that type of thing. But I'm really there just, like I said, as a life coach to really just encourage them to keep moving forward and have that belief that they can heal because um, healing definitely isn't linear. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there's good days and bad days. And and with IC, it always just feels like one step forward, two steps back. But if you just keep moving forward, you'll see that you are really healing and interestingly enough, a lot of the ladies who reach out to me, it happens to be just either before a trip or after a trip, because 
it really just interferes with your life. I mean, just for myself, um, you know, as a young mom going to baseball games with my boys, like I would be spending so much time in the bathroom. I would have to have another family member there with me in case they got hit with the ball or my husband would come home for, from work and say, oh, there's a business dinner I, we have to go to and you have to come with me. You know, it's for spouses as well. And I would just dread it because you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm getting up from the table every 15 minutes. Like what are his colleagues going to think? It's so embarrassing. And I always say he was probably like behind the scenes saying, you know, my wife has a bladder condition or something, but you know, I didn't know that. And it's just, it's just horrific. And it's just, there's so much shame around it and women just feel so alone. So we just really work on things like that too, um, just to kind of ease that frustration and just, just to keep moving forward and just talk about like different coping strategies. So things like that um, are what we, what I work with um, with my clients. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough to be suffering through this condition, but then also like the constant fear of what others think and, you know, mm-hmm. judgments and that you're not, um, you know, you're not a healthy person and they see you as not a healthy person or they see you as less than, you know, like a normal human. There's always that fear. So how do you incorporate these mindset practices? Do you uh, do like journal prompts or meditation prompts with, you know, similar white light healing that you mentioned? Yes. Yeah. We, we talk about doing the meditation daily. And then for myself, like just to this day, I like to wake up early, um, read, you know, um, different um, books, a journal. So I'll help my, my uh, clients with that, kind of get into some sort of a mindfulness practice. I have a whole, I probably, there's probably about a hundred different um, affirmations that I've created right around bladder healing. And so for affirmations, I always say you have to believe them. So it may not be, you know, I am healed. It may be, I, I am doing everything I can to heal or, or something like, you know, the people that are, can I have the resources to have the people help me to heal or something like that. But, you know, there's like a hundred different ones. And what I really like to do, I've kind of screenshotted them. Sometimes some of the women that I talk to on um, Instagram, I'll just send them like some affirmations, you know, just as like, just a fun thing, like on Monday, you know, like if somebody's saying they're having a bad day, even if they aren't my client, I'll be like, hope your Monday's better. Here's some affirmations. Hope these are helpful or something like that. So I really love doing things like that too, but I'm, I'm really big into affirmations. I think just speaking positively over your health is just, it's just such a powerful thing. Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned that you finally made the big jump and now you're leaving retail. So what are your current plans for your career? Well, the funny thing is, I think just because I've been working for so long and just have led like this hectic pace that I'm just kind of just taking everything day by day and just seeing where it's going. So I am working with clients. I'm doing a lot on Instagram. I have a lot of affiliates that I'm working with. So I'm super excited about that. Just sharing products that can be helpful to the women that I work with and to my followers as well. So doing a lot of work with affiliates. Um, You know, I talk about different supplements a lot a big proponent of D-Manos for soothing bladder pain and also preventing UTIs. So, and just content creation, spending time with my family, um, just taking time for myself for self-care after, you know, having such a hectic schedule for so long. So I, I love it. I'm, I'm having a blast. Um, And I meet, I meet so many wonderful women. So aside from the pharmacists that I talk to and women with bladder pain, um, I also do a lot in the midlife community. So I've been meeting just tons of women um, 
who are in midlife like myself and just kind of moving into a different future for the, themselves. And so that's been really super fun too. Nice. So what are your plans for the future of your business? And what would your advice be for students or pharmacists that um, are also looking to like spread into other areas of expertise and consulting? Um, I think it's a great way to go. I, you know, when I was first on um, Instagram, I was sharing um, about just general health and wellness. But since I um, kind of went with a specialty, which is bladder health, I definitely have been more people reaching out to me, you know, to represent their products. Some of them, a lot of them I will say are vitamins and a lot of them don't really fit into the profile of what I can share with women with a painful bladder, especially if they have high amounts of vitamin C. But I just really feel like see, um, as being seen as an expert, more people will reach out to you. So I definitely encourage that. And really look at something in your own life that um, has been a big transformation. So maybe, you know, even if it was something like you had migraines, uh, you know, and you've overcome them, maybe you can be a pharmacist who specializes in people who have headaches or whatever it may be, but just look at where you were able to transform, or maybe you had Hashimoto's. I know um, there's a lot of pharmacists who specialize in um, thyroid or in um, hormones. So just whatever it may be, but I really feel having that specialty is, even if it's fitness, just a great way to go. Thank you. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So if you have a few more minutes, I just have a couple sure. more rapid fire questions for you. Okay. All right. So what is your overall mission and where does your passion come from for, for your mission? My overall mission is just to have people live the fulfilled lifestyle that they want. So what I was touching on before is because I think a lot of women have a hard time traveling um, with IC you know, they're not able to spend time with their family while they're traveling and it becomes very frustrating. So I just want to be able to share with people that they can live the fulfilled life they desire. They don't have to be held back by disease. Even if you have a chronic condition or your genes may predispose you to something, it doesn't mean that that has to be your life. So you can overcome that through diet, through lifestyle, through mindset changes. Your world is your oyster. And that's my hope is just to let people know that they can create the life that they desire. They can lead that fulfilled life and uh, keep moving forward with it. Yeah, beautifully said. Thank okay. you. What's the number one thing <laughs> listeners can do to improve their life right now? I think just look at their diet and reduce sugar. I'm going with reduce sugar because I talk a lot about this on my page and I go with the American Heart Association recommendation, which is 25 grams for women and 37.5 grams for men. And a lot of people have come to me and said, Lisa, that is way too generous. Like you are too generous with your sugar numbers. Um, you should go below that. But as a pharmacist, I really believe in these numbers from the American Heart Association, because I think once you start looking at labels and reducing your sugar, once you get to that 25 grams per day, you are going to get even lower. You're going to go to that lower sugar level, which can really reduce inflammation. But reducing sugar is just so important on so many levels for not only heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, cancer prevention, um, just to boost your immune system. We're in this time right now where everybody's so worried about the coronavirus, but just keeping your body healthy by reducing that sugar, that's the number one thing for me. Yeah, because you're also reducing a burden that, you know, and an inflammatory burden at that. Exactly. Yes. 
Um, what is a favorite pastime or hobby of yours? Oh, I think just my favorite pastime right now is we just downsized. So just taking a walk. I honestly have always said, I wish that I lived in New York City or California where you can walk everywhere. And, and that's not so accessible in a neighborhood in Arizona. So now, um, because I'm in a townhouse that's like a little bit more um, closer to stores, it's a little bit more suburban. I can walk to the library. There's a library like not even a mile from my house. I love walking to the library, walking to the store, and just picking up what I need for dinner. So right now, I'm just kind of doing self-care through walking. But I love reading. I'm just like obsessed with books. I have, um, I'm supposed to be simplifying, and I'm really <laughs> into like not having a lot of extra things, especially since we've downsized, but I just went to the bookstore and bought three books the other <laughs> night. So, so I love to read um, self-development mostly. Yeah. I've been transitioning to my Kindle, even though I was also resistant for a long time, but um, I know I need yeah. to do that. I just like to have the book in hand. I know, I know. But also with a baby, it's much more convenient to just like hold it in one hand or like if you're on the train, like holding it and flipping in one hand than if you're standing and you can't find a seat and you can't like open up a book. That's true. That's so true. I'm, I'm going to have to go to the Kindle soon. Yeah. <laughs> And the screen glare um, is like not there, so it's it's not bad in your eyes. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite beverage to drink? Oh my gosh, this is going to sound so boring, but it's water because uh, with IC, there's just so many limitations because I can't have carbonation. I can't have anything, fruit juices, alcohol, coffee. Um, so it's either for me water or I do have a detox tea with milk thistle in the morning and I love putting um, a little coconut or almond milk in there with a ton of cinnamon. So that's my kind of specialty go-to drink if I want something fun. Nice. So uh, just to go back a little bit to uh, the restrictions. So once you kind of overcome uh, the large infl inflammation that's going on, you still have to have a maintenance diet and, and eliminate like a very restrictive diet with that. Is that correct to say? I personally do. Um, not as strict as I, w as I was in the past. But I mean, a lot of women who have healed their bodies and do a lot of like Chinese medicine and supplements, things like that, say that once the inflammation is gone, that you can go back to somewhat more of a normal diet. But a lot of these women are leading very healthy lifestyles. So they're not having, you know, diet sodas and bread or anything like that. They're eating very clean, healthy diets. But for myself, I pretty much still stick to the icy diet because I just never want to go back to the place where I was. So I have not had a glass of orange juice in probably, you know, over 25 years. And I just really eliminate a lot of those foods that I'm not supposed to have, but I'll, I'll have a bite or two, you know, um, you know, if my family's Italian, so if we're having dinner, I'll just put like a tiny bit of tomato sauce. Um, there's a product um, called Preleaf, which is calcium glycerophosphate that you can use to um, reduce acid. So if, sometimes if I am having like an acidic, dinner with more tomato sauce or something, you know, more spicy or acidic, something like that. I'll have a little bit of pre-leaf. I'll take a few pre-leaf tablets, but, but I do like, I really just treat my bladder like it's gold. I really just like to keep it on an even keel. So whatever I can do to do that is what I go with. All right. So Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing everything that you know with us. Well, not everything, but just sharing what you do. And please tell the listeners how they can learn more about your work and get in touch with you directly. 
Oh, thank you. Um, you can reach me on Instagram or Facebook at The Fulfilled Pharmacist, or you can go to my website, ditchbladderpain.com. And I have a 35-page free report on five ways to, um, easy ways to ditch bladder pain. It talks a lot about the diet there, um, or you can message me there. But really, the best way is Instagram. Um, I'm on Instagram a lot of the day. Um, so, and I really will take every message there. I'll find it there. So if you can find me at the fulfilled pharmacist, that would be great. Awesome. So I'll include all of those ways in the show notes. And again, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day. It's been you really too. Thank fun. you so much. It's been really fun. It was a great way to start my morning. Awesome. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you. As always, please send any questions, inquiries, requests to me. My email is marina at rawfork.com or just go on my website, rawfork.com. Leave me a note there. Thank you and have a great week ahead.